0: Dueling Genre Productions presents
1: Oh my god, do you see that?
0: When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with
2: my mind.
1: Oh my god, I'm flying, I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly.
2: Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we?
0: Now, there are villains.
2: Billy, when you have an
0: arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge.
2: Your brain
0: works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes.
1: Hey, i Markowitz. Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt. Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes.
0: Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful.
1: After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine!
0: I'm gonna show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the Underdogs.
2: You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need
0: help and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers.
1: You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be
3: superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs.
0: Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere.
3: The Fan Podcast, where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we are happy to announce that we have Pete and Jerry from Indiana Jones Minute with us once more. Welcome back, you
2: guys. Oh, thank you. It's fun to be back.
3: Yeah, it's been a... a, Yesterday was a really, really good time, so I'm glad that you were able to to join us once more for for another minute. We have uh, quite the week this week. (laughs) Um, Today... Right? Today we're talking about minute. Rings of fire. Rings
1: of fire. We're all trapped in the ring of
3: fire. (laughs) We go down, 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 but the flames get higher. Uh, Today we're talking about minute 132 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, Minute 132 starts with Harry looking for an escape out of this ring of fire. And it ends with Harry considering Voldemort's offer. Um. I my very, very first note, and I guess I guess this is just more for for Victoria than for you guys because you haven't seen all the later movies, but um when we first get Voldemort's voiceover in this in this moment when he tells Harry, Don't be a fool, I wrote that it sounds a lot like this voiceover moment that we get in Deathly Hallows Part Two. Victoria, maybe you remember this at the very climax of like the series. You have the big battle of Hogwarts and Voldemort right. has come to face down of Harry the final right. time. And uh he has these voiceover moments where he's like speaking in the heads of everybody, like simultaneously. Yes, yes, yes. So you get that. this great voiceover of like overall of Hogwarts where he's like, give me Harry Potter. And that's exactly <laughs> what this made me think of. Right. It's that same kind of like a raspy. Yeah. It's almost like, is this in his head or is he actually speaking this out of the, I don't want to get into the like anatomy of this head on the back of Voldemort's or on the back of Quirrell's, this face on the back of Quirrell's <laughs> head but like he shouldn't have vocal cords like he how does he speak like like the vocal cords throat, <laughs> throat like, like cornea like yeah, retina how does he like see
1: anything? This, like sinuses like <laughs> it just makes me think like if you had one of those diagrams you know those diagrams you get in like textbooks and it's like the inside of your head and it shows you like where the tongue is oh, where yeah, your yeah, yeah. esophagus is and all that stuff so it makes me think like if it showed that but also a head on like the a other duplicated, side that a weird it would like be, siamese twins sort of thing right it would be like you would get you would have a mouth and it would just go into the same
3: esophagus so so wait but then in in that in that it it makes him
1: feel that they couldn't talk at the same time if
3: if coral opens his mouth Uh and voldemort opens his mouth can you see through their mouths i don't like that at all i don't either (laughs) that
1: crazy! <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I don't either. So, what, so, but there's no, there's not two pairs of ears, so they, what, they share the same.
2: Are there not what two pairs they, of ears? I'm well, they pfft. share, they share like a deformed like ear, uh, lump. <laughs> ear thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yes, beard. it's kind of a lump. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's just kind of like
1: yeah, very pressed what against what the really,
2: head. I love about Voldemort's voice here though is when he emphasizes a word like an important word. It, it becomes a chord mm-hmm. yeah. like when he's when yeah. he says he goes like yes <laughs> and it kind of does this like yeah mm-hmm. you know, it's like yeah. it's it's like they recorded two or three yeses <laughs> all at once and he that that actually happens later when he says when he talks about the stone
0: yeah definitely
1: and you see the whole time that Voldemort's talking, like squirrel, like you can almost see like this part's moving. Oh, like
3: his you're gesturing. No one
1: can see like, it. Like but you're his, like his your throat, throat, like his throat's moving. Oh yeah. And yeah. his lips are definitely like pressed together. Like it definitely makes me think that they're sharing like an esophagus, and he has to keep his it's mouth freaky. closed, <laughs> and that's why you see his esophagus moving, like his throat's kind of moving underneath, like an Adam's <laughs> apple almost, because Voldemort's talking, and it mm-hmm. really freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> now that you said that
0: <laughs>
1: about opening their mouths, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, it's like they have a hole in their head.
0: <laughs>
1: so if you went to the well, part doctor, of you wonders like, if it's,
0: <gasps> part of me wonders if it's just somehow a mask because everything about Quirrell in the scene and and Voldemort reminds me of a Scooby Doo villain, like he goes through the <laughs> whole beat of how. Like, he explains all of his motivations, he explains everything he did, he sort of does that, and I'd have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you meddling kids. It's like, you almost expect when he takes the turban off, you, you kind of expect, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was Voldemort all along.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's see who this guy really is. Yeah. Quirrell is the mask. Quirrell's the mask.
0: Yeah, yeah Quirrell's the yeah. mask, yeah
2: is really Voldemort just, this whole time. I mean, time? my note is like, "Here's our true Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader loses moment." Yeah, you know. Yeah. Where it's 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 uh, Pete. I'll let you just take this. Well, he <laughs> yeah. he says
0: almost the exact same thing that the Emperor yeah. or the Palpatine Why says. Why I suffer when to, you can join Anakin. me?
3: Yeah, I wrote Palpatine <laughs> in my notes like three yeah. times for this
2: minute.
0: Well, and then when when he talks about bringing people back from the dead, and that's exactly yes. what Voldemort's telling Harry.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and he mm-hmm. says never. Harry says, you know, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he says never, which is, you know, Luke says, I'll never join you. Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. it's even, you hey, know, yeah. There's a lot you of You always yeah. expect Harry to do the rest of it. It's
2: impossible. No. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm, I'm wondering, though, is, is I'm Voldemort, is, is he offering Harry a fair shake here? I mean, like, if Harry were to hand over the stone, I understand everything would go to a dark place and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But at least would 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 Voldemort keep his promise that he could hang with his and, and see his parents again? Oh no, like, not at would, all. You don't think it's just not even close? It's just he no. wouldn't. He'd, be, he'd take the stone and he'd be like, "I was kidding." It's not. <laughs> it's it's manipulation no way. and and fear. Yeah, yeah we because have two
1: conflicting things here of, of what Harry can do, mm-hmm. what he did do to revert him to the state that he's in now, it's all because of him. Yeah. So in, the whole point no. he wanted to kill Harry was the prophecy. Yes. Telling him sure. that this, that he would, that this wizard was going to be his downfall. Type yeah. Of
2: thing. So he he so, wouldn't even give him five. It's one of the, one of those Herod minutes. Yeah. Like the Bible, one of those yeah, Herod exactly. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, uh, yeah. Herod. And, and, uh, yeah. Well, hell one of those Pharaoh minutes. Too, yeah.
0: That's right? what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: like, you got a whole bunch of the Pharaoh and, mm-hmm. Herod, the Exodus, and all yeah, that. you got
0: the plagues and everything.
2: You got the you got the the whole thing. Yeah, so, I thought maybe he'd maybe he'd bro Harry for five minutes. I, you mean, about I that. You did give me the Sorcerer's Stone. I mean, <laughs> I'll give him five minutes. Well, well Harry I, thinks I about it.
3: He takes the stone out of his pocket. He thinks yeah. about it before yeah. he well, tells that's... him no. Do
1: you think he's yeah, really he... thinking about it, or he's doing
3: it just to taunt him? I, I don't think Harry's the taunting type.
0: I think he's really thinking about it. I think he's really going through that same really like Luke Skywalker, oh, yeah. am I going to choose good or am I going to choose evil?
3: I want to yeah. talk about the mirror a little bit right here. So, so he starts Voldemort starts taunting him and telling him like like we can bring them back. And Harry looks at the mirror and in the mirror he does see the silhouettes of his family again. And it's uh-huh. interesting because because when when Harry was in front of the mirror a couple minutes ago, he didn't see that. He saw himself getting the stone. His his heart's yeah. deepest desire at that moment was to keep the stone from Voldemort. But now now Voldemort's putting the idea in his head that like we can bring your parents back. And so yeah. he has this desire that grows within him to see his parents again. And that's what the mirror reflects. And then he kind of contemplates it. And he realizes that, no, Voldemort's lying to me. And the silhouettes of his parents fade away once again. because Because his desire, that deepest desire, is at this moment to stop Voldemort. Mm-hmm. I think but, it's interesting. I like that, that you kind of get that. I've never really considered the visualization of that happening. I just thought it was like, oh, well, the mirror's showing his parents right now because Voldemort's talking about him, and it's something that he's doing. But it's it's an internal thing. that's not thing. the point of the mirror. Yeah, the, the mirror is the an mirror. internal device. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so so if, let's talk about the mirror, as you said, for a second. How, exactly yeah. how does it work? Because so So first of all, do the wants change? Like if you wake up every morning and you look in the mirror, for instance, say it's Thursday. But you're really craving Taco Tuesday,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like to you see yourself at tacos on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, does the mirror yeah. then on Thursday just show you ta- like you know a Taco Tuesday sign <laughs> and like a bunch of endless tacos <laughs> for a dollar? And then you know on Friday it shows you. you know, hey, I want to see my dead parents again. I think, like, does Um, it rotate around just with your thoughts?
0: And then, yeah, Monday is just like, you get to go back to sleep, like it just shows you your pillow. (laughs)
1: Because you hate Monday, so Monday you wake (laughs) up and you're just like, no, Monday doesn't even
2: exist. (laughs) Yeah. I I think, no one else can see it, right? Only you can see it? Yeah, Yeah. only you can see what is reflected for you. My question here is, so Voldemort is staring into the mirror the entire scene. So mm-hmm. what, so is, 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 is he just seeing the sorcerer's stone and that's it? I think so. That's all he sees is the sorcerer's stone. Yeah. Well, probably what yeah. himself with the, receiving possess- it. receiving yeah. it or having In possession it. Or, of it. Or, mm-hmm,
3: yeah. Right. Um,
1: hey, maybe he sees himself with a new body. Maybe. that's yeah. what He really wants. He sees Ralph
3: Fiennes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at this handsome devil. I could be. <laughs> but one, oh, one me. thing
0: I think worth noting here that we'll cut, we'll come back to next minute is that Harry lies to him. Like Harry lies to the yeah. Morton Quirrell.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I don't think that the, 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 what you see in the mirror reflected changes very often because it is supposed to get it whatever this, like your heart's deepest desire is. Um, and, and but I don't know, I am interested, like we clearly we have seen Harry's desires change from what's reflected in the mirror for him over the course of this I, movie. I, I mean you'd have to
1: sure. really, 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 really want and love tacos <laughs> to see tacos when you look in the well, mirror. Well that's
2: yeah, but if I it's mean to your that, deepest to me.
1: desire, your heart's desire. <laughs> you just the weird tacos. thing is
2: then does anybody really need the mirror? I mean if no one else can see it. And you kind of look into... We all know what our deepest desires are. I mean, maybe not at every moment, but you could probably boil it down to the top three, you know? I think
3: so. Or you, I don't a... I mean, if, if think the mirror you're... has, like, a big purpose. Like, it just seems to be, like, an amusing oddity, really.
2: I mean, I could see if other people could see it.
3: Uh-huh. Or... Or is it just
0: know. a way that you kind of it's kind of wish fulfillment like it's kind of like daydreaming yeah. you sort of half live it by looking at Yeah. It.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and in Warns point. Harry like
2: people have wasted
3: away in front of this mirror. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean in that sense it almost sounds like it's it's like a drug.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's well, exactly because I, I mean, that.
2: as close, I mean if that's as close as Harry's going to get to being a family unit. Yeah. You know what I mean? His his muggle family sucks. Yeah. And now he can hang out in the mirror and maybe not interact so much, but he can see his parents. Yeah. I could see how that would be like that.
0: Well, I'm curious about his parents showing up because like we you Gary, you were talking about last minute how the problem that Quirrell had, like his downfall was that he went hunting for Voldemort. And is that mm-hmm. kind of this is that the same thing that Harry's parents did? Are they different than Quirrell?
3: We know that his parents were part of um so so the when when Voldemort returns um this whole the it's all leading toward what is the second wizarding war. So Harry's parents were casualties of the first like when when Voldemort first rose to power and uh, and was kind of taking over um throughout Britain there was an organization and uh, it's called the Order of the Phoenix. It it comes up in a later movie. Um it mm-hmm. returns in a later movie basically. But um there is a they, they definitely seem to be on the side against voldemort but they didn't like fall in battle necessarily like like he went hunting for them and it's because there is a prophecy that says that um there is it, there is a child out there that is destined to be his downfall and and voldemort yeah. takes it to mean like oh it's this new potter kid and so he goes yeah. after them yeah um so I don't they didn't necessarily like I don't think they were like on the hunt like on the front lines going for him especially because they have an infant at this point in time but uh-huh. they definitely were uh on the side that was kind of like like standing against the rise to power that he had. Okay. Um I don't know. Unfortunately, we don't actually get a lot of um what happened during that fir- during Voldemort's first rise to power. It's all through um hearsay from other people, we don't get any like real glimpses into what, what that was like. I would like okay. a lot of I would I would love some stories about like the first order of the Phoenix group.
0: Well I'm just curious like, how like how widespread knowledge of that was. Like did Quirrell know all that going in? Like did he know that his odds of beating Voldemort were pretty nil or did he think he had, like did he not know about these stories and think, Oh, I got a pretty think, good chance of
3: I think everyone no one really knew. Like, once once the Potters were dead and Voldemort banished, essentially. We don't really know what happened to him in those intervening years. Um, but there's a moment earlier in the... Was it... I don't know if it's in the movie or if it was just ex- in the book, but... Um, no, it's definitely in the movie. Hagrid says... Um, they don't really know what happened to Voldemort. A lot of people say that they think he's dead, but Hagrid, Hagrid says that he doesn't believe there was enough human left in him to die. Mm-hmm. Um that, like, maybe something else happened. He was just like barely surviving, just hanging on, trying to return to power, kind of
0: thing it also sounds like Darth Vader,
3: yeah, yeah, it's really horrible. Um, <laughs> and then there's a lot of there's a lot of complications that come with, like, Later movies, because, you know, Voldemort apparently survives because he's fractured his soul into different pieces and, like, very, um, kind of the ring of power kind of thing. You can't, you can destroy Sauron, but unless you destroy the ring also, he's still around. Um, fragments of his soul that exist or something. And each of them kind of, they don't all try and come back to full power. Um, mm-hmm. I think the most we see for that one is the, is in the next movie. Um, this, uh, this diary that used to belong to, Tom Riddle, like, little child, uh, Voldemort, um, starts stealing someone's soul in order to return, but, um, I don't know, I don't know, it's really, it's really bizarre, I don't understand, like, how he survived, like, his body died, but this weird wraith of him survived and was able to latch on and, type possess the body of Quirrell, it's,
2: there's a thing, you know, there's a lot of that in, like, Lord of the Rings and at the end, you know, Darth Vader, you know, in the end of Star Wars, you're like, oh, he writes his TIE Fighter. And you're like, but he's the only guy left. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Exactly. I mean, how does he, you know, how does he build, you know, by the time the Empire Strikes Back? I mean, so it looks like he's the only guy left. Maybe there's, you know, I I don't know how does Sauron survive? How does, you know, all these, th- there's a lot of that goes on. I guess if you're really, really evil, you can keep living.
0: <laughs> well, I, okay. I got a question about that because at the end of this minute, Voldemort says, that's it, Harry, there is no good and evil. There's only power and those who want to seek it. Yeah. And that's a, that's a deep, yeah. deep thought. Like, really I mean, that's, that's something philosophers have been wrestling with for centuries. And is that so in the Harry Potter universe, is there evil or is Voldemort actually right?
2: You know, you know what? I, I, when he said that line, and I have that quote written down too, I swear to God, I pulled out the Sorcerer's Stone in my pocket <laughs> because I wasn't sure. It kind of freaked me out. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! I never thought I..." Oh, ah, oh, damn it! That is only <laughs> I power. kind of looked down. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and, and like
0: um, you know, people think the people that often do evil don't think that they're doing evil. They actually think in their exactly. mind they're doing the right thing. And it's it, is, 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 it's it's possible Voldemort is you know also thinking he's doing what's good and what's right
2: i think so so. i don't never
3: i don't know if he understands really like i don't think it i don't think there is a right and wrong in his mind i think that it does definitely seem that it's just like he just wants to amass power and i think his driving goal was to live forever um to be this kind of unstoppable force Mm mm-hmm I, don't know. I think
2: I think if you're you know walking through the world and you 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 listen to yourself and you say excuse me <laughs> you know I mean then you know that you're probably evil you might you know, be a are bad you, guy. Are you are you going to bark here yeah. <laughs> like you're probably evil the chances are I think Voldemort if he just stopped and listened to his own voice he might <laughs> like, have I, you I know like a, a, a hint That he needs to, you know, he needs to check himself a little bit, maybe go to do a little (laughs) therapy, ask his friends, hey, am I acting a little differently lately? How's my voice sound?
0: He needed a podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it would have solved everything. I don't, you know, he also, he also has an interesting, you know, an interesting thought here on bravery. You know, he says. You know, Voldemort says bravery. You know, it, your parents had it, and and it. He seems to think that it's what, like it's 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 not an attribute to be brave, or it's it's foolish,
3: or is he being respectful? I, I definitely think he's foolish.
2: Foolish. Yeah.
0: Like, is it possible he was being respectful to Harry right then, and he's like, oh, you know what? They were pretty brave people. I kind of hmm. like as much as I don't like them, I admire them.
2: But then, then, then he sets up, a, he's like, you know, he gives him this whole join me thing.
3: Yep. This join,
2: you know, he, it's like he tells him he's brave, and then he says, join me. Uh, he's, I don't know. You're not going to, if he's brave, then he's obviously not going to join him. And if he does join him, then everybody in the room knows he's not brave.
0: It's true. So, that's, that's, yeah. Voldemort kind of painted himself into a corner with that argument.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now who's got a ring of fire around him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's the sort of thing because if you were to concede to him, then 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 you know he's just yeah. gonna have his way with you, do whatever. And if you roll him you're like, well, he joined me, so whatever. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened. Maybe that's how Quirrell got into trouble. I mean, he wasn't either. I don't know. He, I don't know. He wasn't strong enough. or He wasn't brave enough. Whatever it is, maybe that's how he got consumed and and was the host for this, uh, you know, evil parasite.
3: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really, it definitely does seem like when he he does sort of say it with a little bit of an admiration, like bravery, your parents had it too. But then I think he just uses that as like a, let's twist this a little bit and be like, I can bring them back. Like, yeah, I I, I don't know.
0: (laughs) But if 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 evil is like, if evil is defined by using power inappropriately, is Hagrid evil for using magic against the Dursleys? Or is is Dumbledore evil for using his power to put Harry into these sort of dangerous situations and not stopping it?
3: I do think that Dumbledore has some, like, darkness there. There's definitely, like, yeah. a, a really awful manipulative sort of behavior that, that keeps recurring, especially as we get later into the, the okay. movies. I love Dumbledore. I think he's a wonderful character, but he's kind of a manipulative asshole sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times. Yeah, I mean, he's basically <laughs> set this up. Like, I think that the, the whole reason that Harry is standing here in front of Voldemort is because Dumbledore set this up for him to... To kind of uh-huh. stumble through, like he gave he gave Harry the cloak, he showed Harry the mirror, he uh, kind of like gave him the knowledge he would need to get th- to get to this point. Um, even a little bit more explicitly in the books, we see that the different tasks that they've gone to seem geared to the different students, and and um, there's a logic puzzle that happens right before this. That's like, a, if you take this potion, it'll be. Uh, you'll be able to move on into the next room and go find the mirror. and it's only only enough for Harry like so that his friends can't go with him because I think Dumbledore knows that Harry is not gonna be able to be hurt by Voldemort. like he survived as a chi- as an infant mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. this evil um and whatever it is that protected him is still in effect now. So I don't think that Dumbledore mm-hmm. is worried that Harry's gonna come to danger. And so he sort of set this up as a like well, eventually you are gonna have to fight Voldemort. so here's a test run. <laughs>
2: might as well do <laughs> it make yeah. I mean, to be clear, look, at the end of the movie, you know, and I had forgotten this in the book, but at the end of the movie, Dumbledore just hosed the hell out of Slytherin House. Yes. He just, they, yes. they win. They win the semester. And then it's like, uh, 50 points. Yeah. For yeah. Hermione. You know, and yeah. then he's like, uh,. 60 points <laughs> and you're like okay what are they tied or something to like okay. yeah, and then yeah like, he gives them just enough yeah, for yeah, them to be tied like, uh, Neville. Neville gets yeah. dead yeah, <laughs> yeah, Neville you know soft paws yeah he gets like a 10 points for standing up to your friends and the way and he punctuates like,
0: it is yes. he's literally just kicking sand in Slytherin's face
2: oh yeah, yeah. for
3: sure for sure
2: which, I which and, and, is professional. And not only that, in, he let the entire case. ceremony go with, you know, <laughs> green flags coming down, and everybody yeah. he loud. They've already had to dinner cheer. and everything. <laughs> and <they're laughs> to popping say. the champagne, and you know, he he allowed all that to happen. And then he just humiliated the entire house in front no. of the school. Yeah, it's so messed up. It's not. I'm, I'm
0: saying Draco has a like legitimate beef here. I, I hope. Oh, he gets for that.
2: sure. yes, yeah. Well, because to yeah, think uh, about Dumbledore's favorite. You know what? Next semester, you're not gonna be like uh, studying. Like, oh, I need to win the spell competition, or I need to make sure I'm wearing my you know right colored socks and my you know my pants are t- you know shirts tucked into my pants. You're gonna be like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do what these you know Gryffindor folk did did last semester. I'm gonna find the evilest thing. <laughs> And I'm going to actually yeah. solve that problem yeah. and it doesn't matter how many points I lose for like not having a belt or my tie's not all the yeah. way up or, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, I, who cares what happens? I'll flunk the whole semester as long as yeah. I, you know, either capture a three headed dog or, you know, <laughs> I, I bring back a centaur from the woods, you know, or, you know, I don't know, turn a, turn a rogue unicorn into a good unicorn. <laughs>
0: Well, that's because they constantly reward what Voldemort says is mistaken for evil, and that's exercise of power.
3: Mm -hmm. It's. uh, It. I keep thinking that just every time you say this, it keeps ringing in my head, like that moment in Ollivander's wand shop when he's talking about Voldemort, and he says, like, he was a great wizard. He did terrible things, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of horrible, awful, like evil magic, but but he was great. And, uh, it just, it's an interesting, like, punctuation for that is, like, he's hes putting more stock in the, like, quality of magic that's being produced than, like, what it's being used for. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that definitely comes back a lot here where it's like, oh, like, you're definitely on this pursuit of power and you're, you're going against the rules that would be established. You're breaking all these school rules, you're sneaking out at night and you're going off right. after this thing you're not supposed to be doing, but... You succeeded, so congratulations.
2: <laughs> well, how many? Yeah, I mean, like take the cave troll, or the, not the cave yeah. troll. The 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 whatever it is. Yeah. It's the, the the bathroom troll. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're they're sitting there, and you're like, so if they, how many points is that worth if you slay the troll? Well,
3: they only got like five only,
2: points each. Right. They, I mean, you're right. Okay, that's right. <laughs> they got five points each, which it's not I don't know, is not worth a lot. Paltry. Yeah, it's paltry. <laughs> if a troll.
0: Is
1: is in the school. I mean,
2: Man, I, a troll is in the school. Unleashed. You know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm Five taking points?
0: from this, Well what I'm taking from this is that Phantom Menace should have been Harry Potter's story. Like Anakin would have been a lot more complex character if he'd had Harry Potter's arc. Because mm. it, it seems like it only takes something a slight nudge to bump him into the dark side.
1: Mm.
3: Oh that's yeah.
2: good. Yeah, I like
3: that. He could make that decision here. Like, yes, I do want you to bring my parents back. Like, I've been alone my whole life. I don't have to live with the Dursleys anymore. Like, please. please
2: (laughs) And some might say he's already
0: made that decision just by breaking the rules and going here in the first place.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There there don't seem to be consequences for for breaking the rules or being true. Well that, that's or, what bothers you know, me. There, yeah.
0: there aren't consequences for Harry, but there were definitely right. consequences for Quirrell and there are consequences for, you know, even for Draco.
2: Mhm. So do you just walk through life going, well, if I'm the chosen one, then it's all yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I can do whatever the hell I want. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's 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 what it looks like a little bit, you know. I don't know, Harry's pretty chill throughout the movie. Mhm. I mean, he's like the most famous guy to walk through those halls and you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody knows him before he shows up and I don't know. He's he's pretty mellow, but he also does uh I don't know, like I said he's riskophilic. Yes. I can't tell which is which is first, you know? I guess the fact that he's like, "Nah, I can get past this three-headed dog. Nothing's gonna happen to me."
0: Yeah.
3: I don't, I yeah, I, I do think, I think there's part of it, he definitely is, Harry's got like a humbleness to him, and I think it beca- it's because he comes from the muggle world, like he doesn't understand before he gets here, like, why everyone knows who he is, or what, what this fame is about, and so he doesn't really go to his head in any sort of way in this movie in particular. Um, uh-huh. I think we'll see him struggle with that a little bit later on, but... Uh, for this one, there's definitely there's even moments I think uh, when he first gets on the Quidditch team and Hermione uh, points out that his father was a seeker. We see the 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 statue, not the statue, the little um, trophy that has James Potter's names on it. And Ron tells mm-hmm. Harry, like it's spooky. She knows even more about you than you do, and he goes, Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, he he yeah. doesn't um, he doesn't really understand or comprehend like the scope of his uh, the the sort of fame that he has. But I don't know. I do just the like sneaking out in the middle of the night like yeah you might have an invisibility cloak but that first that's a bold decision in the first place
2: yeah Um, I don't know well, if I mean look if if Dumbledore gives you an invisibility mm-hmm. cloak he's kind of encouraging it, it, it. yeah well, it well, is he, and, and not only that you're like well look man I mean let's be honest and we're at a co-ed school I mean you can get into a lot of trouble <laughs> with an invisibility <laughs> cloak I mean that might be irresponsible for the headmaster yeah <laughs> To give one guy an invisibility cloak, you know, they're all kind of, you know, I, I mean, he didn't rent it to him, you know, give it to Harry for like, you know, three hours and be like, I need this yeah. back by midnight. No, he
3: tells him use like, it well.
2: Yeah, he right. tells him to use it well. Well, that's lovely. <laughs> I mean, all these guys, they're all, they're all going to be teens in the next few years, and yeah, I, you know. <laughs> Guess I, I heard harry's got an invisibility cloak mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna, Could be very troublesome yeah first we gotta find it but i know it's in his closet <laughs>
3: oh no oh no okay i think oh i only have one more note for this minute in particular um when we see the stone, as Harry pulls it out of his pocket, it's got this really great shine. Like you can see the firelight flickering in the, yeah, yeah. Um, in the surface of the stone. Uh, on the on the commentary, uh, Chris Columbus talks about how they made several of these and they really wanted to have that like kind of shine. And so uh-huh. it's just, it's made out of plastic.
2: Huh. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Is it is the stone a ruby?
3: Um. You know, I don't know what it's supposed to be made of as a matter of fact the sorcerer's stone or the philosopher's stone in alchemy I don't think it actually says specifically like this is what the stone is made of I don't think so we know what it does like it's supposed to turn metals into gold and produce the elixir of life which can uh, give someone immortality but I don't think it says like what the stone itself is supposed to be made of
2: some of this stuff feels relative, like if you can go out in the backyard and find unicorns and centaurs, <laughs> and you know what I mean. If you if you can have rings of fire with the snap mm-hmm. of your finger, yeah. And you know uh, Hermione does the 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 sunshine, yeah. Wand thing, and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, then the Sorcerer's Stone is like, a, meh, man, it's just one more thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean
2: that's cool. I mean it's a. I guess it's the elixir of life. That's lovely, but I mean we got unicorns everywhere anyway.
3: <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's, there's so much else in the magical world that can, that, right. uh, that have really profound and incredible effects. Like there's other ways to go about getting immortality. So this right. is just like another thing. Um, well, I mean Hagrid has a fancy. pet
2: dragon for exactly. Christ oh my yeah. god! Exactly,
3: yeah. exactly. <laughs> I actually really do love. I've said this, I think, a lot for this movie in particular. I really do love how much of the magical world in Harry Potter comes from like other European fantasy. Sort of like like we have. It's a story about wizards and witches, but they actually ride brooms and they actually use like wands made of wood to like cast incantations. And, and centaurs and unicorns and dragons are all a thing that exists in this universe. Like it's very um. It's kind of grounded in this, like f- almost fairy tale magic. Um, at this well, point, I love, it gets m- more elaborate, but.
0: And I love. Uh, I was in Romania a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and everywhere you go, like all the churches have a dragon in them. Like they oh, have cool. art of the dragon being slayed, and I love that the dragons in this movie are all going to Romania. Yeah, so, like, that's, that's, oh, yeah. yeah that's right. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very real like myth that you know in Romania. That's a real thing. Like everyone. Oh, talks I think about
2: that's awesome. Dragon. I thought that uh, the movie did a fantastic job with that and the visuals. I loved uh, the the sort of castle nature of Hogwarts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the brooms and and uh, the hallways and you know how they how they handled the uh, the staircases that rotate yeah. and move into, uh, and and the, the paintings were great. I loved all that stuff. I think I think visually they did a fantastic job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Yeah, I think they right at the cusp here between. Like, practical effects and digital effects, and and uh, we don't get too much of the CGI stuff in this one. Um, I think that Chris Columbus wanted to use as little of that as possible. So, like, you do get a lot mm-hmm. of it in, like, the Quidditch match, or with the troll, or, like, here with Kroll's face on the back of, uh, uh, or uh, Voldemort's face on the back of Kroll's head, but... As much that they could do with like practical effects, they still tried to, and so you do get this real like authentic kind of feel to the 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 things mm-hmm. that are going on around them, which I think is great.
0: Yeah, I love that too.
3: Yeah This is a fun minute,
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
3: I think I had all my notes. Like I said, I think I wrote, I think my last note just says Palpatine with a question mark. Because it, <laughs> he, that's definitely what I just, I the whole it. time I was watching this minute, I was just like, oh, Voldemort, you're so much like the Emperor in this.
0: <laughs>
3: cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, why don't you let the listeners at home know where they can find you guys?
0: Uh, well, we do pretty much the same thing you guys do we have a podcast except we talk about indiana jones and not harry potter but you can find <laughs> us the same place you found this itunes or google play or whatever or you can find us at indiana jones a
3: awesome check out those guys over there everyone and uh you can find us on duelinggenre.com along with back to the future minute uh lord of the rings minute and spider-man minute which is out now um they're a couple weeks into their show and i am enjoying it so much spider-man was another like Franchise that I was a huge fan of as a kid growing up. So go check those out, and then come back tomorrow for minute 133 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mischief, mischief, managed. Managed. <laughs> <laughs> mischief managed. Mischief managed. Uh, it was a um, mischief we managed. We did it Magic. with uh, <laughs> with. Um, Mogwai minute and and Neil just launches into it just at the end of every just
2: Mogwai minute like just
3: so delighted just like okay like this is all just gonna be haphazard but I'm into it (laughs)